Excellent. This is Church's Now Online podcast. I'm Dan Jacobson. We got Scott Irwin, Christina Soderquist, Daniel Asher, and the lovely, the one, the only, Kristen Jacobson. Wow. You got a really nice intro. Yes. Just so everyone everyone knows, the last take, uh, Scott was the one and only. So I don't know if it's true. (laughs) A lot of one Um, and onlys. mm. There are one he's of just, he's just Guys, them out all like of us nothing. are unique and special in our own way. Oh, we are all millennials. We all <laughs> deserve a prize. Okay. I know if we did the take again and you said I was one and only, I would not feel special. Yeah. I'm really not feeling we'll special. We'll see what happens <laughs> tomorrow when we record mm-hmm. next week's. Um, yeah, there's this all. We, we, so for those now listening online or, or watching us in the comfort of their lazy boy, uh, we, we've had some technical difficulties today. They're going to come through later in the interview that we uh, shot with the Fries uh, from Peru. Shout out to the Fries. I have an excellent mm-hmm. conversation yes. with them about coronavirus, living in quarantine, martial law in Peru, and how God's at work in the midst of that. Um, but we've had we've had quite a morning, quite a day doing this. Uh, but we're here, we're alive, and when we're recording this right now, it is April first, meaning it's April Fool's Day. And a guy from our campus has already texted me what I can't help but think is the worst April Fool's Day joke <laughs> of all time. He texted me an article saying that the Chicago Bears had finally traded Mitchell Trubisky, mm. and I told him, I said, "Dude, don't try this and send been, me." This has all been worth it. if that's where we come to it's been worth it well i i mean it's like when trader joe said they were coming to northwest indiana the whole region freaked out and then there's like someone's like oh april fools they're like no 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 we actually want that that would be a good (laughs) thing that's cruel and now uh yeah april fools uh, so to to all of you, by the time this airs, it's April second. You'll know that Mitchell Trubisky is probably still in the Bears, unless <laughs> a miracle truly did happen. Um, is that too harsh to say online? No, I don't think Mitchell Trubisky. The Hope Reporters campus is diehard Bears fans. <laughs> they want what's best for the team. Scott, have you ever had like a great okay. April Fool's Day? You glitched, Kristen. I don't know what just <laughs> happened there. You glitched. I oh. have no idea who's talking right now. <laughs> okay, I was gonna ask. I was asking Scott if you've ever like April Fool's Day pranks, jokes, mm. anything good in your past. No, I. April Fools. I really do think April Fools' Day is the worst. It's it. It never lands. You, you can never trust anybody. You never know what to believe on the internet. I guess that's normal, but. <laughs> I, I, oh my I seriously like either the jokes are too big or they're too small. There's like there's never that you never find that like happy medium yeah. of a joke. Yeah, there's no line. People don't. It's just it's so difficult to pull off a great. Where did April Fools start from? Like what? What started April Fools? I, I no think it started idea. during the plague. Oh my god, that's gosh. not funny at all. That's what? not. No, funny. but I really it's like a which long which plague? Though, right? Well, I mean, we're Snopes in a is gonna so. figure it out. And this episode, if we. <laughs> talk too much about coronavirus facebook is going to flag it as fake news so mm. <laughs> we need to watch what we say i hate april fools for a whole nother reason i had several years where april 1st was the most unlucky day for me i um literally ripped my fingernail off and broke my thumb oh the following my year same day april 1st broke my arm in half yep Fourth and fifth grade. Were really these bad years for me. Were these from, from bad pranks that were done to you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thankfully not. Thankfully not. No. Did it, you but have, it was just a rough, rough time. Ugh. Did you have trouble like conjuring up sympathy from people? Because they were like, ha ha, <laughs> real funny, Kristen. 
um yes initially when i broke my arm that was the response until i stood up and the bone was actually coming through the skin and they kind of knew yeah that was it's hard one to fake right exactly or you're just very dedicated to the joke one of the two (laughs) which if you know me i can't be very dedicated (laughs) to a joke joke. but not that dedicated yeah well Mm. great april fools fantastic (laughs) it's bringing it's bringing uh Bring a lot of squirms to our listeners online. My bad. My <laughs> yeah, bad. That's all good. Well, uh, we're in the middle of, uh, you know, our our stay at home, shelter in place, coronavirus season. I don't know what we're gonna look back in history and call this time, but whatever that time is, we're in the middle of it right now, <laughs> and it feels like we've gotten past the whole like, um, you know, care for one person at a time type of situation that our society's been in. In this cultural moment, it really seems like we're. We're, we're starting to think a little bit broader as a society and realizing um, that there's a lot of people that are on the front lines of this uh, pandemic and particularly thinking about um, nurses and medical professionals. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about is, did you know um, that our church, all of our campuses, we're banding together to just write encouraging notes to, to the medical workers and people can drop them off. They can make cards with their families. They can drop them off here at the campus. we got a bin right by our office entrance. And um, Carrie Corbin, Scott, I know you've been working on this too. Uh, we're going to bring uh, bring those notes to the hospital and just be a small ray uh, of, of light for that. It's a pretty cool thing, I think. Yeah, I, I saw that bin like a week ago, and it was sitting outside of the door, and I had no idea what it was. It just said notes of encouragement. I said, I don't know if I was supposed to put notes in there yeah. or <laughs> yeah, who they were for, but I'm, so I'm glad I know now that the, yeah. the bin is for healthcare workers. Yeah, we got we got to spread the word, and especially for moms at home, this is like an awesome project to do with your kids oh, yeah. to grab the glitter, the glue sticks, and some construction paper, make some cards for. I know that's what our kids are going to be doing later this afternoon. Yeah, so. absolutely. That's We've cool. got um, a few people from our own campus that are battling. Um, this virus, uh, one in particular who's in a hospital, and the the word coming from his wife has been just how um, concentrated an effort it is to care for coronavirus patients right now. Mm. There's literally, I think she said, one nurse on the floor taking care of, you know, almost a dozen patients single-handedly, and the word that she said was exhausted. Like, this nurse looks exhausted. And I can't imagine being that person on the front line taking care of you know, people in different stages of this virus uh, wreaking havoc on people. And um, this guy's okay. You know, praise the Lord. You know, we've been praying for him. He's okay. But um, we just want to be an encouragement to people who are doing incredible work uh, right now. I also got an email from Moody, uh, which is uh, my alma mater. (laughs) And uh, they're missing commencement season this year. This thing, they had to cancel their commencement. And I know last episode we talked to Scott Stahl about NCAA athletes who – are missing their tournaments, missing their big seasons. But there's a lot of college seniors this year who are going to be graduating to absolutely zero fanfare. And uh, (laughs) the president of Moody, Mark Job, many people around here know and love him, um, had sent out an email to the alumni saying, hey, instead of having commencement, could you write a letter to a graduating senior? And it got me thinking, Kristen, I don't know if you remember when we graduated from Moody, um, H1N1 was all the rage. Yes, I actually right. had it. Yeah, my mom wow. did too. My mom and little brother. Like I, the, the our commencement ceremony, my grandparents had like their I don't know 80th birthday celebration um, the day before commencement. Then we went to commencement, and then Kristen and I had 
a, um, a uh, engagement party. an engagement party. Yeah, we were uh. engaged. And I had like a 103 degree fever at this engagement party. I was wiped wow. out. I had to go in the basement and like lay down on the couch. Kristen saw me, was <laughs> angry about it. She was like, what are you doing down here? All okay, the to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> you, we did not know you had a fever at that point. You, no. That fever did not spike until later the, in the evening. Was no, it April so at this time? It was April? Yeah, it was, this no, was April it 1st was, again. It was in May. It was in May. <laughs> oh. And uh, and ended up uh, H1N1. And and I remember the recession was in full swing uh, of 2008, 2009. And being in ministry, like coming out of college, going like, why are we in ministry? No one's got money to pay for pastors these <laughs> days. Like no church is going to hire us. And um, it just seeing that email from Mark Job about hey could you encourage a mm -hmm. alum you know a, a graduating senior this mm -hmm. year I, I thought like it was just obvious like yes of all people i feel like i could write that letter right? <laughs> been through it been there we need you graduating seniors now more than ever uh mm -hmm. don't stay on the bench get in the game um but what a weird yeah what a weird thing to to be a part of and i don't know it's just made me um wish that i had better penmanship <laughs> because then I would just be writing a lot more letters and uh, encouraging people that way. Well, I find that like every day, it's almost like every single day that passes, there's like a new group of people that are like coming to your mind that are being affected. Yeah. Like last yeah. week it was like, I didn't even think about, you know, seniors and track that I've been working to get a scholarship and that's like their way to school. Yeah. And like, okay, yeah. what is this right. going to mean for them? Or like we have friends who are nurses, yeah. like one of her bridesmaids is a nurse that has is, I mean, is sick with yeah, that the is sick virus. Right now. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, they're, like, putting mm -hmm. themselves in hard, harm's way. Or, like, right. I mean, it's just crazy. Every single day is, like, a new uh, category of person who is who's affected. Yeah, that's what I, I was thinking. You know, we, we started this whole thing. It was, like, everyone take care of one person. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll <laughs> be okay. And now it seems like in this cultural moment, we're just looking for the, the categories, the groups. How can yeah. we... Um, in in mass, love our neighbors and love each other and love the people that are doing tons of work. So uh, I guess a couple things there, but first is, hey, write a letter. Could you guys write a letter? Um, you can bring it to the church. It's a great excuse to get in the car. <laughs> I don't know. We'll talk to the police and tell them that you're doing kingdom work or something. I don't know <laughs> if you get stopped. Uh, but but bring, bring letters by, and we're going to uh, just hopefully brighten some people's day. Uh, we just heard, um, I'm not sure that this is going to, be happening so maybe i should temper my enthusiasm about this but um the times of northwest indiana is uh doing an article on this effort and um the ymcas of northwest indiana as well want to partner with us that's awesome and so um wow. i'd hate for our church to be outdone by the community yeah, that's absolutely. coming to participate in our effort <laughs> but, yeah. um, how cool that just a simple organized principle could could really motivate motivate uh, motivate and inspire so many people mm. now are these uh letters of encouragement like specifically for those in the medical field yeah i think yes. right now we want to we want to encourage people on the front okay. lines of taking care of patients being those who are Taking their their lives, you know, mm -hmm. in their hands. Many of them. I know. I think of a couple of the nurses in our campus. Uh, someone from the Gary campus who are just every day on Facebook asking for prayers, asking for help. So, yeah, great work, everybody. Encouraging, but let's keep let's keep it up. Shout yeah. out Julie Laura. Yeah, <laughs> it's a time. In, it's a time in in um, society where we just need some good news, and we need uh, we need to lift each other's spirits. So, I think this that is a great way. Reminds me. I'm going to change topics here slightly, but um, I saw the best video 
um, I've seen in a while, the, yesterday. So for the Office fans out there, John Krasinski has started a YouTube channel yes. called SGN, Some Good News. And he did this little like 20 minute news segment and it was awesome. I watched it with oh. my daughter. That's a weird name. And then I'm crying when he's showing this, like how communities are rallying around um, this young girl who's just finished her last chemo treatment. And it just is a really, really sweet video. Huh. So go look it up. And if that doesn't encourage you, Tiger King will. <laughs> um, no. We're definitely not going to promote the Tiger I'm not King on I'm this not podcast, <laughs> but we are definitely promoting some good news. Some good news. So, <laughs> so it's it's uh, John Krasinski, who's a, which is a last name that I never know if I'm saying correctly. <laughs> yeah, it's um, like Shashevsky. That's right, like Coach K. It's like the guy that played Jim on The Office, right? It's just, that's how I talk correct. about it. Yeah. And that's he's just correct. he's just telling good news stories. Yeah. He does like news segments that make you feel good about, I mean, the first couple are about how uh, different communities have rallied around their medical workers. Um, there was a story that was, I think, out of the UK where they all, um, everybody rallied and, and drove to the hospital at a certain time and the police officers and um, even people just in their cars were honking their horns and flashing their lights in support of people in the medical field and you could hear it. They've got people who are taking videos That's from their awesome. apartment buildings and the mm -hmm. whole city was just erupted and applause and horns honking and just a really cool thing. Um, there's a bunch of really cool stories was this, that we need. Was this the thing you were watching yesterday with the guy standing outside the window of the nursing home? Yes. And yes, that they showed that, that this son bringing his newborn baby. no, the dad comes to the window of the hospital and looks in, meets his grandson for the first time oh, through the window. Awesome. I'm just sobbing. I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm yeah. not yeah. crying. It's <laughs> <laughs> you. That's incredible. Right. That's incredible. <sighs> Can you imagine? That, I mean, that's such a huge moment uh, in in somebody's life to not be able to be in the birthing room like with yeah. right. with your son, like your first grandchild. I don't know if it was the first grandchild or whatever, but like so many big events. Yeah. That oh, are huge. That being, being put on hold. I know. Mm -hmm. I I was actually talking with uh, a couple friends yesterday, and they've got a, a wedding this summer, and we've also got Christina and Dino's got a wedding this summer. Potentially. Yep. Potentially. We might do their wedding on this podcast. I don't yeah, know. right? Yes. Depending well, on what happens. <laughs> this, I was talking with them, and they were really starting to freak out because – not freak out, but they were, they were becoming a little hesitant because there were all of these other weddings leading up to it that were getting canceled. And it really um, started to get me to think about all the big social events in people's lives that we really would be planning for right now. So you think of like weddings. Right. I was thinking um, open houses for yep. seniors. Yep. Mm -hmm. That would be you'd be planning right now. Um, I, all of these different these different events. We're, we were talking about kickoff for Verge yesterday, and we have no idea what kickoffs going to look like in August. But I I wanted. What do you guys think about how do you how do you plan for events these big major events in like a time of such uncertainty what do you do with that I actually um this is super random but yesterday I had one of my clients my photography clients contact me because their wedding is on June 5th and it has to be moved and they they haven't found a new venue and they're contacting all their vendors and 
um, finding out like, hey, can you still stick with us if we have to pick a new date? And huh. um, I mean, I feel that even in our wedding is in August. So I'm like, I'm looking at what these wedding clients are yeah. doing with me. And I'm like, okay, this may be my future in, a ne- in the next couple months. And so um, I don't know. I was just, what I tried to encourage my client with was that like, I'm going to be flexible with you. Like these are the dates that I am booked so far. Mm. So don't pick those dates, but <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's really like up in the air for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it was really like a, like a week or two ago that there was like that initial, like, Oh gosh, moment where it was like, okay, this might be a couple weeks, whatever. Yeah. And then I think it was when we had the kickoff plan. We're like, okay, we're going to look to August and what yeah. that looks like. And then yeah. it's like, Oh man, it, it, it may not be might working not out. happen. Like things might not work out like we thought they would. Is there something about, I mean, I'm not sure this would affect weddings, but I'm thinking about how when we come back to church, um, there's going to be a, a psychological impact, mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. even if, even if the mandatory shelter in place and all the quarantine restrictions, even if those things are lifted, there's still going to be a hesitation by people from their own, yes. own sake that don't want to go. I mean, this, this risk isn't going anywhere. Yeah, that's and such a good point. Get better, and we like w- like they say, flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. People are still going to be changed because of this, and how they think yeah. about entering into um, big groups, and how they interact yeah. with people in a social setting. So, I I feel the same way. I've been thinking about um, our women's conference that we did last November, oh, and yes. we're hoping to yeah. do it again this this November. June, oh November, been, yeah, yeah, November, and we, I mean, even that everything is just on hold right now it's all think about it's all up in the air how do you how do you plan for events right now yeah i'm not yeah i'm three days Mm -hmm. out right now three days and uh there's a moment where so i did a wedding last weekend here at hp (laughs) um there was five of us in the building it was a long anticipated ceremony for two of our regular attenders and love them to death they're great people um, so glad that they could get married. Um, thankfully, they had the wedding license, the marriage license, before everything went down. But she had her mom fly in from out of the country to be here. They've been planning this for you know over a year, and the ceremony looked very different than what mm-hmm. they thought it was going to. And they they put a date out there in May for the redo. Oh. And she looked at me. She goes. We're just thinking positively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, yeah, you definitely are thinking positively. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we'll see, but we'll see, right? Like we just we just don't know. And maybe that's fine. Maybe August uh it'll come around and, and um yeah. it'll be the nicest August we've ever had ever. And it'll <laughs> be beautiful and the Sox will be playing and the Cubs will be playing, and you guys will get married, no problem. And um or, be awesome. or it could <laughs> be different, right? And so yeah. mm-hmm. I um even doing that wedding, I was like, Hey, that's great. We can plan for it, but let's check in the day before just to make sure right. nothing else has changed. Like, there's like martial law going on here in yeah. in America. So no, I, I think know. I think living three days out is is such a smart thing to do because I, I succumb to like just checking on what the I mean every media source is saying. It's just mm-hmm. a different narrative yeah. on every channel, and it brings so much anxiety. Yeah, like because yeah. you look to alternative media press, and it's like hunker down this is going to be five mm-hmm. years in the collapse of mankind you're like oh man <laughs> do i believe that or do i believe like it's just going to be another couple weeks right yeah like so i think the three-day rule and just living by faith and not uh i don't know putting too much on your mental plate mm, that's uh, good. Is, is healthy 
I get these emails from Paul Tripp uh, every day. They're just like basic. Personal? Yeah, he just does. <laughs> so I don't hey know Dan, if you guys know this. Checking in. Yeah, yeah. He calls me Dan the man, which I uh-huh. really like uh, when it comes from him. Everybody else, it annoys me. But um, no, I get just, they're like dev- devotional yeah. thoughts. For a, a while there, they were like um, poetry that he was writing, mm-hmm. which was interesting. I thought that was uh, fascinating. But um, today's was just simply, um, he asked the question, when you wake up, do you just consume more news that strikes more fear and anxiety into your heart? Um, mm. And when you go to bed, do you just watch more news? And and is it this vicious cycle that we're all getting into? Yeah. Kind of to your point. And his his point was how how is that helping your soul? That's yeah. not. Um, That's right. How much how much more ought we be aware and informed from however you get informed, but mostly sticking to truth, right? The one thing that is true that we can rely upon is God's word. And so um, that was just a good reminder today that's good. for us. I think that's why things like um, New Every Morning, that uh, podcast that Daniel and I have been producing uh, on a daily subtle, basis. Subtle plug. Yeah, <laughs> that's a subtle plug. Well, is it really a Ding. plug when you're, yeah, when you're plugging it on the same podcast channel <laughs> that New Every Morning is running on? Um, which it's been cool to have, um, to have so many people reach out and say, hey, really appreciated that thought this morning. Needed that thought today. But just that type of input, it's so helpful. I know a lot of people have their guy or their girl that they listen to or they read from on a daily basis. But, um, man, we in this uncertain time where it's hard to project forward, you just got to be obsessed about knowing God's word right. mm-hmm. more than you right. are about yeah. planning <laughs> planning your wedding. And yeah. no, no bridal magazine's going to tell you, hey, when it comes to planning your yeah. wedding, obsess over God's <laughs> word. Instead of exactly the bouquets and all these things, yeah, but yeah. I'd love to check in uh, over here with you guys in the coming days and weeks as uh, more decisions are made, yeah, um, and see how the how things go. So, Dan, let me ask you: What would be your best piece of advice to stay informed and prepared, but also not walk in anxiety? Because hmm. you don't want to be caught. You know, you don't yeah. want to be caught without you know being being prepared for the worst but you also don't want to walk in the fear that the worst is coming yeah uh my best advice is um is is i think uh, and i'd love to hear Kristen's take on this too because I've, I've heard her talk about things on the phone like this with some of our family and she's done a really good job walking through uh this question or or implications of this question but i think um keeping the longest view of life impossible which is that at the end of my days I don't stay here. Mm-hmm. God yeah. renews me. God renews this earth. He brings heaven down. That's good. That's the win. That's what happens. That's what my faith does. Mm-hmm. Faith without fear, what does that mean? It doesn't mean that I'm not going to get eaten by lions today or I'm not going to face trials or sickness. No, I'm going to face that stuff. Right. But I'm going to keep the long view in mind to say, God, come what may. You got me. You won the victory. This is settled. I don't have to be afraid. Yeah. But I yeah. think that... So that's the long view. But then to be aware of the short view, because we all have a context. We all mm-hmm. live in this space. And I think the best thing that I would encourage our people to do is to find news outlets that might might not have a dog in the fight. Mm. And so I think Kristen and I tend to tune into like BBC news, which is British news. Mm-hmm. The way Brit. The, b- the way Brits view America. <laughs> Bleak British news. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, that's what BBC <laughs> says. Yeah, um, and, and, and having a sister that's over there now, I'm kind of getting a different flavor for, you know, the, the perspective of America. Yeah. But there's a much different take. Not everything is Trump is the worst or Trump is the best. 
it's a little bit more um, here's how Americans are thinking about things. And sometimes you need someone to show you mm-hmm. this is how it looks like you're thinking about things for you to go like, that's not how we're thinking about things. But then if you hear the news coming out, you're like, oh, that, that does seem to be how yeah. we're thinking about things. Um, so I would just say um, have a long view of mind. Know that God wins in the end. You're going to be f- you're gonna be fine if you have faith in Christ. Yep. Um, but also to be informed here, and sometimes it's going to be an outside voice. Kristen, would you add anything to that? Yeah, or I just change everything in that? To, no, I, I agree with everything you said. I would just maybe even add when you're when you're looking through the news sources that you are um, engaging with, there is a tendency to be political with this crisis on both sides. And so when you see things that are saying Trump is doing the best job ever, that's equally political as people who are saying he, he's doing the worst job ever. And so just gauging how you um, take in those news sources and that what is important right now is, is not about, um, it shouldn't be about politics. What is important now is about um, how we can be coming together and helping one another get through this crisis. And so find for me, it's, it's finding articles that are focused on um, the medical <laughs> parts of this, you know, CDC, WHO. There's some um, sites I know that even Pastor Brad sent out to the staff as uh, reputable news sources that are tracking um, what's happening with the epidemic more than even um, without the, the extra noise, either positive or negative. And I just think that's really important for us to be focusing on um, yeah, how we can be coming together, the things that will bring us together right now, not the things that are going to divide us. Absolutely. Something I wanted to add is that like along with that having that long view and that short view it's it's so cool to like see as a Christian that I have a perspective that I can share with people that is hope when our world isn't isn't saying that there's hope right now like there's not really there's a deeper hope that we can share with people that Mm -hmm. is is more lasting and I think that's like what I keep hearing in my head when I start to feel that fear, that anxiety, that like there is that deeper hope that like I don't need to fear and have anxiety over this and yep. just like sharing that. Hope Absolutely. is such a great word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of those words you hear it and you know instantly what it does to you, mm-hmm. but you have to learn it, right? Uh, our kids, um, our daughter was writing, um, like I came home on Sunday, she was writing all these words with paint on paper they were like words like faith, love, mercy, and one of them was hope. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just had a chance to talk about what is hope, and and hope is believing that the best days are tomorrow. Yeah. Right. And that's what we as Christians. That's ultimately what Jesus does for us. He shows mm-hmm. us that your worst days are behind you, as sinful humanity, mm-hmm. because of the cross. What we're going to celebrate at Easter coming up here. Uh, because of the cross and his resurrection, our best days are never here on this earth, but they're always going to be tomorrow, ultimately tomorrow in eternity. Yeah. And I think we as Christians, we walk that out. That's such a great point you made. So yeah. thank you. Well, we've got a, a, a interview to get to with two people who are sharing some hope, not just in uh, the Holbert Portage community, but around the world, particularly in South America. And so we're going to uh, transition now to our interview with the Fries in Lima,
hey, it's a privilege for us to have uh, a guest not really in studio. They're not even in the same continent as us. The farthest uh, guest we've ever had. This is Yeah, this is the <laughs> most social distancing we've done is with, uh, with our dear friends from the HP campus and from Bethel Church, uh, part of our missions team. It's uh, Alan and Diane Fry. And Ooh. welcome, welcome back to the States. Welcome back to HP. <laughs> Thank you. Hola. Yes, hola. <laughs> you guys are uh, in Peru. You've been back for, um, man, has it been already like eight months that you've Since been Since the 1st of August. Yeah. Wow. So it's been <laughs> it's August. That's right. Yeah, today's April. Of, yeah, we're recording this on April 1st. Um, so this is not an April Fool's Day joke. We're grateful uh, for the work that you guys are doing uh, together in Peru. But we understand that COVID-19 is not something that's just an American problem, not something that's just a Chinese problem. It's, uh, it's everywhere. And so can you just share with us, how has this uh, pandemic struck you guys? Well, you want to start, Diane? Um, We're good? Sure, I don't care. Um, we are in quarantine. We have been under quarantine since March 15th. It was supposed to be for two weeks, and then the president extended it for two more weeks. And the rumor is that he's going to keep extending it. He just didn't want to do it all at once so that we wouldn't panic. <laughs> Right. So we're panicking little by little. <laughs> <laughs> Incremental panic. <laughs> so quarantine means that we're to stay in our house. Like we're not allowed to go out on the street except to go to a grocery store. And only one person from the family can go at a time. You can't go in your own personal car. Um, we have enough little stores near us where I can walk. Uh, but only one person can go at a time to buy groceries as you need them and you can go to a bank, and you can go to a pharmacy. Those are the three places you can go. What's that? With a face mask. Oh, yes. Uh, always with a face mask and with gloves on. Um, in fact, they won't let you in our main grocery store unless you have a face mask on to do that. And so, um, you know, it, there are very few people out on the streets because of that. There are a few approved taxis and a few approved buses for people that have to get, like, to a job, like an um, emergency care type job. They do have some public transportation still going, but it's very, very um, few and far between. And when you get on it, from what I understand, now and again, you'll have a checkpoint and a policeman or a soldier will get on board and check everybody's documents to make sure that you are a legitimate emergency personnel out, allowed to be out other than just um, taking a joyride or whatever on the bus. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so quarantine means you stay at home. So we're thankful to be at school. Uh, at Fetzer Academy, we live in an apartment there, and so we have a huge front yard, which is our soccer field normally, but mm -hmm. we can go outside and get some fresh air when we want to. Uh, we have our other teachers and our maintenance men that live here on campus, so we've had a couple meals together and just done some things together. We're not supposed to have groups bigger than 10. I think we have 16 all together on, between the two properties, <laughs> but we don't, we don't we meet all together because we're not supposed to. So. <laughs> Is there like um, you draw straws for the six people that are left yeah. out? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Something like that. Well, we had church service last Sunday just together. Uh, we sang church and really, we, really quietly. Uh, we said, use your inside voice to sing, so we did. And it was well, I'm done. sure that still felt really good to be together and, and it did. Hard. It did, except that if um, we're kind of in a valley with foothills of the Andes around us, but it's but they're just brown because we're in a desert, and so people can take pictures of us if they see us. 
So we don't one. want the new people showing up and saying you're disobeying or we'll get Like we're not allowed to have a storm. We're not allowed to have big meetings. And so yeah. they could. So we're trying to be careful. Report us if, we, if we're violating that. Yeah. Even though we all do live here. Right. <laughs> right. That's okay. We also have a curfew. It was eight to five, eight at night to five in the morning. Yesterday they switched it to six to five because a lot of people weren't obeying. And in some of the provinces, we don't have states, we have provinces. And in some of the provinces, they really weren't obeying. They said they've hauled away 33,000 people to the to jail so far around the whole country. Wow. So, Certain provinces got punished, and their curfew is 4 p.m. to 5 a.m. They they don't keep them very long in detention. Um, usually, they give them a fine and send them on their way. <laughs> or in a couple of places we've seen on the news, they actually make them do exercises as their Push-ups. punishment. <laughs> we see them out doing, you know, they're doing like, um, as part of their punishment before they let them go. But they really want you to obey the curfew and. The big slogan is "Quédate en casa," stay at home, and you know we just really need to do that during this time. Yeah, this we is do. really the only moment that I get out of my house is to come see these people here and to produce this uh, environment here because we want to keep our church connected. And part of the heart behind this podcast is to tell stories from within our own community, the HP community, that are you know this is an unprecedented time. I mean, I heard someone say that that's going to be the dictionary word of the year is yeah. unprecedented. I don't know how you say it in Spanish. I don't either. Sin presidente. Oh, yeah, there you go. Sin presidente. I guess. That's I without know. the president, I think. Yeah. <laughs> not, not that the wrong idea. accent. Sorry. <laughs> so it's uh, it's just a, a strange time, and we want to be able to stay communally connected. And it's mm-hmm. great to hear that you have community from the school. Um, nearby you, you can hold services as, as in appropriate ways, you know, wanting to make sure right. you respect the law. Um, but talk to us about the, the tone of the country in Peru. What was it like March 15th when the quarantine took place? Was there a, um, a societal reaction to it? Here in America, the supermarkets um, mm-hmm. had um, both a run on certain things, but they people also noted how quiet it was here. Um, mm-hmm. That is kind of an eerie feeling. What's the tone been like in Peru? Well, there was a run on toilet paper right away <laughs> for whatever <laughs> reason. <laughs> part, of it, part of it is they keep seeing the run on the toilet paper in Europe and the United States on the news. So they all thought they needed to do it too, I think. <laughs> we, we knew something that they didn't. <laughs> We're having some technical challenges. Yeah, Lee saw it from Europe, and Europe saw it from Peru, and Peru saw it from the States. It's just like a, it's a vicious it's cycle. A vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. It's definitely a trend. I'm, I'm <laughs> sad that we started. That was too bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, the yeah. fries have frozen on our on our screen, so uh, we may need to hit pause and reconnect with them and pick up the conversation in a moment, but let's give them a chance to uh, to, to settle back. So sorry about the technical glitches, but we are we are back, and we uh, just are curious. What is the mood been like in Peru, here in America, when we first had you know notice of going into stay-at-home shelter-in-place orders? There was a run in the supermarket um, on toilet paper and <laughs> hand sanitizer, um, different uh, 
different people told me that one of the oddest things about here in America was this, the somber quietness of shopping. I'm curious, what has the mood been like in Peru? It's been pretty much the same. And, um, you know, the same run on toilet paper and those kind of things have happened. I was at the grocery store yesterday at our supermarket and uh, it was just amazing. The number of people there, it is very quiet and every worker in the supermarket wears a face mask. In fact, you can't even get in the store, the door of the store unless you have a face mask on and they prefer you to have gloves on as well. And so I went in to do some, some shopping that we needed. We needed some meat and so forth. And so I went in there and when it was time to check out, it took me 42 minutes to get to the checkout line. It was just wound through all of the aisles of the store getting right up to where you check out. And just people, you know, they had their carts full of things uh, just trying to stock up because we've had an extension on this, um, the quarantine thing. And so people just, they're, they're looking ahead and trying to get the food and things that they need for that. Um, but like you said, it is very summer, rather eerie because it's not a loud, boisterous store like it, boisterous store like it usually is. It's, it's very quiet and people are just you know, kind of mumble to the person next to you. They even have little um, signs on the floor, like these stickers on the floor, you know, stay here for the next person, keep your distance like one meter between you and the person in front of you in the checkout line. Mm -hmm. It's They're just very, very careful. And uh, yes, it is a very somber mood right now. Yeah, wow. That's gonna mm -hmm. be really hard for uh, such a social culture. You know, here in the States, people are fairly used to being isolated, I feel like, but Peru, <laughs> It's got to be hard. Oh, right. I mean, like everybody, you, you saludar. That means you greet everybody. Like the ladies uh, give a kiss on the right cheek. You know, you do that all the time. And everybody hugs. And every, it, it, like you say, we're <laughs> they're really touchy people. And to have to stay a meter away from everybody else is like, whoa, that's that's a real change for Difficult. them. Yeah. So maybe beyond uh, the, the mood of the country as a whole, we, we've noticed here in, in the States uh, an increase in um, maybe understanding or awareness uh, of spiritual things in the midst of this, uh, you know, understanding your own mortality, all of these different things. What's the spiritual tone been like in Peru? I think that um, it's, it's that here as well. I mean, uh, there are so many mm, churches that, you know, we can't operate right now, but the pastors are online trying to share devotionals, trying to share encouraging words with their people. Um, our pastor puts a message on like Sunday mornings at least so that people can tune in and listen and, and just be encouraged from the word. But even the general person on the street, they're alert to, hey, you know, God is in control here. You know, our government isn't in control. Um, you know, people aren't in control. God is in control here. And um, many of them, uh, it is a time when they're looking to him. They have no other place to turn to for help financially. Some of them that live, you know, hand to mouth, like they work today and what I earn today is what I buy my food with. They don't do that anymore. And so where is my help going to come from? We need to have the answer to them that my help is from the Lord, you know, who made heaven and earth. That's, that's the hope that we have to give to them. And they're seeking it. Mm -hmm. they, they, they have nobody else mm -hmm. to turn. So it's like, I mean, God is the last resort. It shouldn't be, but, that, you know, it is turning people to him. Recognizing, I know in our own church and here that this is presenting um, a unique opportunity for us to meet needs in the community, very practical needs. And have you guys found that to be true there? Um, we're 
finding creative ways actually <laughs> to do that. We've our church has already had one collection where since we're not allowed to go out, we can go to a bank. And so they put out um, a bank number for our church and everybody can deposit money into that. And then they've collected a lot of food and given out a lot of food in that way. Um, we had a lady call us yesterday. Her name was Monica um, from our church. She's been a believer about four years and she never asks for anything, but yesterday she was desperate and she called just poured her heart out to me and said, we don't have any food in our house. They have several people living in the home, but she also is taking care of her aged dad who's bedridden completely and he has cancer. She said, I don't have any more diapers for my dad and we don't have any food. Is there any way you can help us? So we were able to yesterday afternoon get money to her. She called just sobbing and saying, you have no idea what this means to us. And she says, but I realize it's not from you, it's from God and God is using you. And that was such a blessing for her to even realize that God is supplying her needs. And um, she even had her dad send us a voice recording, a, a real weak voice saying, thank you for the diapers. And it was, it's just such a blessing to us. We did have someone send us a monetary gift. So the government has put out this thing where for, you can go online and you can apply for a pass to be on the streets for two days. It's good for two days. So tomorrow morning, Alan's going to go draw that money out and go to our, we call it our outdoor Costco. It's a big outdoor market that the little stores can go to to buy things in bulk. So, but anybody can go to it. So we're going to go to our outdoor Costco, Alan is, because only one person can be out. And he's going to buy a whole bunch of stuff and then put together some care packages. And um, that's that's a, f a fun thing to be able to share, but it's not just, it's fun for us, but to them, it's a lifeline and people are so grateful. And they do realize it's from God and God is meeting their needs and he's taking care of them. So we just really appreciate that opportunity. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Well, uh, Fries, we want you to know that back here in Porter and Lake County, Indiana, we are um, grateful for the, the um, way that God has called you to the mission field in Peru for these many decades. And I know that you went this past trip expecting to wrap things up and try and turn things over. And it's probably fair to say these past eight months have not gone as anticipated. And then here, here is a global pandemic. But for such a time as this, the Lord saw fit for you to be where you are. And uh, we are grateful for uh, just his provisions and his providence. I, I was um, thinking about our conversation today and what what possibly uh, else we could talk about um, outside of the, the, the work you're doing in Peru to highlight some awareness of people from our community doing th great things around the world. But I realized that now as we're all becoming accustomed to video conferencing calls and zoom and skype this has always been a regular part since maybe getting the internet in peru right like back in the 90s right. 2000s that like you're pros at this you're pros <laughs> at, at, at digital connections and skype calls and face are there any tips that you could give to us about what what this is like how we do this well 
Well, we have come a long way. When we first came to Peru back in 1984, we had to use an operator to dial the number for us. Like we called an operator, they dialed the number, and that's how we made connections with somebody in the States, waited for them mm -hmm. to answer and come back through the operator. And now we can sit in our living room and like, look at you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's amazing. Um, you know, we call ourselves or we refer to ourselves as somewhat technologically challenged. We go to our kids a lot to get help with the uh, technological things, but um, we are thankful for it because like even with our school right now, um, our kids are at, at their homes and so we're able to Skype them, we're able to Zoom them, we're able to, um, you know, get the homework back for them. I was just grading things all this morning that came to my, what's that? Oh yeah, our school is for missionary children and so they're with their families right now and um, locked inside under quarantine as well. So, you know, we're trying to use those um, technological means to, to keep the school going. We, we're trying not to lose the semester or we want to graduate our seniors. So we're trying to get through the semester here and, and we're doing fine with technological things. And, and it's been great to talk to people in the States too, by way of, um, by way of Skype or, or whatever. Yeah. Tonight we're doing a Zoom conference with all of Alan's family in Pennsylvania. So, so that's good. gonna be fun. Oh, cool. And about a week or two ago, we did a Zoom conference with Melissa and Jeff Anderson with the group that was going to come to the Peru The GO team in July. that is not going right now. <laughs> we call them the stay teams right now. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. cute. <laughs> well, we had, a, we had a meeting with the state for Peru. <laughs> Well, we're learning. We're learning along with you guys, I guess. Well, we're grateful for the connections. We're grateful for the ministry. More than that, we're grateful our, for our great God that makes us family across the distance. And uh, we, we want to keep up with y'all. And uh, people can do that through our Bethel Missions um, group on Facebook. I know that's a, a group that you guys prayed uh, on that recently. And you give plenty of updates that way. Uh, as well as staying current with the Bethel Hobart Portage page, we uh, often... Uh, mention you and want to be lifting you guys up in prayer. So uh, thank you for spending time with us and we're praying for you guys. Uh, and until next time, this has uh, been Churches Now Online and uh, we will see you guys later. Thank all you. Right. Thank you. We, we appreciate you, you so much. Appreciate you. Yep. Love you all. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Church is Now Online podcast. For more resources from Bethel Church, head to BethelWeb.org, where you can stream services, give online, and find ways to impact our community. To connect with the HP campus, the best way to do that is on Facebook. Join our group by searching Bethel Church-Hobert Portage. If you enjoyed this content and want to help us out, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you found this content. And it helps us if you rate and review. It just makes it easier for others to find us online. Church is Now Online is produced by the team at Bethel Hobart Portage. Christina Soderquist, Daniel Asher, Scott Irwin, and myself, Dan Jacobson. Thanks for listening to this episode. Until next time, this podcast is to be continued.